You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money, brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth. And Brenthurst Wealth was voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager in both 2020 and 2017. With me from Brenthurst Wealth in Sanson is Rocco Fansale. Now, Rocco, you sent me a very interesting piece, very thought-provoking, but it's digestible, which is what I like about it, apart from all the good advice. It says here, and this is the title, by the way, Three Horsemen of the Money Market Apocalypse, The Dangers of Holding Assets in Safe but low-yielding assets. And you go on to say, before we get to the meat and drink of this uh, chat, leaving a sizable portion of your assets in interest-bearing funds leaves you vulnerable to three forces of wealth destruction, low returns, inflation, and tax. And you go on to talk about how popular money market funds are in South Africa. And you say, well, this may seem like a wise decision in times of turbulence and uncertainty. I would like to demonstrate why this is a fallacy. First of all, Rocco, thanks for the article. Really good stuff. And secondly, what is a money market fund? Let's get that out of the way first. Yeah, so normally when, when people want to put their hard-earned money into a money market fund, they'll approach their bank that they normally do their affairs with. And normally you just you just park your money there where they'll, they'll give you interest-linked returns. And essentially, there's many different ways of going about it so for example you might want to have a fixed deposit in cases like those you get slightly higher interest rates because you have to give the bank notice for example but when i'm talking about the money market returns i'm talking about here are are where you can have access to your money whenever you want Um, you just call the bank you ask them to deposit it or you're going to withdraw it whatever the case is and essentially what actually inspired me to write this article was I've had some clients who who I met with towards the end of last year, and they've had a sizable, if not all, of their money sitting with their, their bank, yeah. um, earning, like let's just say, between 3 and 4% per year. And they've missed out on a lot, especially offshore markets. As we know, the U.S. is still doing really well. On the local side, you've got the JC that's also done quite well. And it just made me realize how I think a lot of people are perhaps scared of volatility in the markets or perhaps don't understand the markets that well. Um, and it's, it's safe to leave your money in the bank, but I think it's often overlooked the risks that also come with, with leaving your, your hard-earned money with the bank in a money market. Quite right. And also, you, you bring up a good point. You say, well, there's also the opportunity cost of, of being out of the equity market, which performed fantastically last year in the 20s uh, in, in gains in South Africa and the United States for America. But even if the stock market was flat last year, Rocco, if you say that you get between 3 and 4%, so let's call it 3.5% in a money market fund, if inflation is 6%, you're losing 2.5%. Without even stepping out your front door, you've lost two and a half percent, even if equities are flat. It gets worse, Lindsay, because you earn four percent pre-tax, and let's just assume that you're in the, in the top marginal bracket. If you're earning four percent of the bank fees, and forty-five percent of that goes to to the taxman, you you essentially left with 
let's just say around 2.2, 2.3%. Only then is that your return after tax. Then you take 6% inflation and you're actually looking at a negative real return of around 3 or 4%. So it, it it actually can get even worse, um, but but yes, essentially, um, inflation and tax are the real killers, in addition to the low returns. Exactly, and that leads us into the first horseman of the three that you mentioned in your title, your enigmatic title, horseman number one: interest earned. I mean, you've you've already sort of explained it, but just go on a little bit more about the fact that uh, interest will not beat inflation, certainly in South Africa and also in, in the United States of America at the moment, which is a dramatic example. Yeah. So, to, to be honest, I was actually going through the various interest rates that were offered by some of our banks, which I'm not going to name, but. 4.2% was was moderate or even a bit conservative for my argument. Um, and that took in qu- quite a few um, variables, such as having at least 100,000 Rand in your account. Um, also, having access to it whenever you wanted to. But some banks were offering even lower returns of sub 4% per year. So, the, the returns are really low. Um and that's maybe the price you pay for the for the security that you have, that your money should stay constant or safe, should it be in the bank. Um, but essentially, there's a lot a lot more routes you can take to get better returns with still managing your risk. Um, there's no such thing as a risk-free investment, but generally, the interest earned is really low, and it's low for a reason. Of course, it, your money is generally safe with the bank. We've alluded to inflation. Horseman number two, your horseman number two is inflation. It says here, the second horseman is one that many investors will be facing in the coming year as rising inflation around the globe reshapes expectations for returns from equities. Now, inflation in the United States, CPI inflation is 7%. Interest rates, so that's the, the federal funds rate, is between 0 and 0.25%. So if you're a saver, you're stuffed completely and inflation rises. And some people might say, Rocco, that as inflation rises, then so do interest rates. But at the moment, in the current environment that has been prevalent for the last dozen or so years, interest rates don't catch up with inflation. So you're immediately on a loser. As I say, every time you open your front door or get out of bed, that's it, you've lost. Yeah, exactly. And in inflation is always been a problem. Um, in South Africa, it's generally between three and six percent. Um, on average, you're looking around four and a half percent. But that's inflation doesn't take into account luxury items. Mm. Um, you'll have some people who will say inflation is actually a lot higher in South Africa when when you take in you know all the things you import like cars or or the your TV and your your Apple Watch and and etc. So for the, the average African, I mean, your inflation is perhaps most years between 4 and 5%, where for your, your maybe more affluent Africans, inflation can even end up being 2 or 3 percentage points higher in, in, in some cases. Um, so, sir, so you're definitely right in saying that inflation is a huge concern, which is often overlooked. 
Yes, it is. Horseman number three, bringing up the rear here, marginal tax rate. You go on to say, the final horseman, capital destruction, is possibly the cruelest and is the starkest evidence of why safe but low-growth money market funds make little sense in the long run. For the purpose of the example that you've put on paper, a marginal tax rate of 45% and a company tax rate of 28% is assumed. Over to you, Rocco. Yeah, so this is an absolute killer. As I discussed, marginal tax rate is 45%. And as I alluded to earlier, once you've taken all three horsemen, in real terms, you, you're already a couple percentage points back in the red. And the problem is is that you got you got some investors who park their money there for three, four, five, ten years. And at first, at face value, you think to yourself, okay, I'm making a little bit of money I can sleep well at night. I don't need to worry about losing my money. But in the long run, you're actually losing the purchasing power of your ants. And the last thing you want is five, even worse, 10 years down the line, you look back and you've lost up to 10, 15% in real terms. And that's the big risk that people carry with, with leaving their funds in, in money markets. And essentially what, what I say is it obviously is a time and place to keep your money there, obviously depending on your risk profile and maybe short-term obligations or maybe unexpected costs may arise in the future, it's good to have some money parked there, but by no means have a large bulk of, of your capital in money market. Yeah, you conclude the article by saying the following. Investors wanting to evade the three horsemen you should take a long, hard look at your money market funds. The safety and low risk it offers can have dire long-term consequences for portfolios. But I want to make one thing clear, Rob. I want you to make one thing clear. You don't say that they shouldn't have a small percentage in anyone's diversified portfolio. Can I, can I be so bold as to say that would be the case? Yeah, I know. That, that's exactly what I mentioned now. If someone reads this article and thinks to themselves, I must have absolutely nothing in, in cash, that's not the point I'm getting to. The, the point I'm getting to is when it comes to the short term, um, there's nothing wrong with, with, with having exposure to money markets. Of course, you, you don't know what may arise in the future. It's just for, for people in general who who only find safety in, in money market or leave a large portion of their, of their assets in money market. These are the clients I'm trying to reach out to and, and ask them to to take a long, hard look, as, as I mentioned in, in the article. But by no means am I saying that, that you must have nothing. That's not what I'm saying at all. Okay. You've presented your case very well indeed. Thank you, Rocco. Rocco Fansale is from Brenthurst Wealth in Santon. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.